It's beautiful to see so many families here. And it makes me think about, you know, family life. And in my own family life, I know that uh, things weren't always perfect. And I'm going to guess that's probably true for everybody else here as well. Um, and parents probably aware that their children aren't quite perfect. Um, if not, they'll probably remind you sometime today or later in the week. But it's interesting, though, that in our gospel passage, Jesus tells us to be perfect. At the end, he says, so be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Well, that's a very interesting command that he gives us, given how difficult it is for us to do something like that. And in what sense is he asking us to be perfect like the heavenly Father? If we think about the heavenly Father and what he's like, he's infinite, he's free from any sin, he's goodness, truth, beauty, love, joy, and so much more. And we are human beings, we're finite, we have physical bodies, we make mistakes. So in what sense then are we being called to be perfect? How are we to be perfect as the heavenly Father is perfect? In the context of our gospel passage, it would seem that we are being called to be made perfect in love, perfect in charity. Charity being the love of God and love of neighbor for the sake of the love of God. And when we say love, love can mean many different things. I mean, we say we love steak or other material things. But that's not love in its highest form. Love in its highest form is willing the good of the other. And so we are called to be made perfect, as the Heavenly Father is perfect, to reach the heights of love. Jesus gives us an example as he gave up his life on the cross for our sake. We can see how he's willing the good of the other, the good of all of us, at the expense of his own human life. That he would be willing to give that up so that we could have the opportunity for heaven. So we are called to be made perfect in love. This is similar also to what we hear in our first reading, where God says to Moses, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Again, we might wonder, well, what does that mean to be holy? How do we do that? Holiness is about being set apart. God is holy because he is infinite. He is greater than all of creation. And by his grace, we are made holy. In fact, we heard that in our second reading. We were told that we are the temple of God, and the temple of God, which you are, is holy. By God's grace that he gives to us in the sacraments, we are made holy. We are set apart. We are called to a different end, not just the natural end of humanity, but a supernatural end of union with God forever in heaven. We're set apart by God's grace. We're called to be different than the rest of the people in the world. We're called to love with perfect love, as our God did. 
And as he asks us, as he tells us to do in our gospel passage. So how is it then that we grow in charity? How is it that our ability to love expands? How is it that we grow in holiness? We might wonder. Jesus tells us to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect after he goes through a list of commandments. And these commandments are given to us by a loving Father who wants us to become perfect. And we who don't know exactly what that means or how to do it are being told by God, this is how you love me and this is how you love others. He tells us in the commandments, this is how to do it. And when we follow the commandments, we are loving God in return. As we hear in the Gospel of John, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And all the commandments we are given are for our benefit and given to us as a gift for love of God. Sometimes, like children, we don't always understand why certain commandments are given to us. We might not always think that this commandment or that commandment makes sense or that somehow it's actually good for us. But the relationship with God comes first. And the more that we trust God, the more that we know he loves us, the easier it is for us to accept his commands and the easier it is for us to recognize how all his commandments are given to us for our benefit. We are approaching the Lenten season. And in Lent, we are preparing for Easter, the joy of the resurrection. And part of that preparation is focusing on that relationship with God. Being a little more intentional on our growth in holiness. More intentional in our pursuit of perfection and charity. The church gives us instructions on what we should do as a community to come together and to try to grow in holiness and charity. Giving us instructions on fasting and abstinence. If you want the details, they're in the bulletin. It's the same as it is every year. But in addition to that, we typically also choose for ourselves what will help us to grow in holiness, what will help us to grow in charity. That can be done in many different ways. We can choose to give something up. We can choose to add something to our daily lives. But when we make our choices for our own Lenten sacrifices and our own Lenten additions, it's important that we're smart about it. That we choose something that's specific enough that we know when we're doing it, when we're actually doing it. That we choose something that we can check. Did I actually do it or did I not? Something that we can actually do. Sometimes people choose things that are beyond their own abilities, perhaps from a lack of self-knowledge. Something that's real and helpful. Something that will stretch us in our growth in holiness and pursuit of perfection and love. Something that's timely, something that we can actually do. So, for example, I know a priest decided that he was going to give up coffee for Lent. But rather than give up coffee altogether, he was going to reduce down from the typical three to four that he does every day to just one cup a day. Now, I know some people would say, well, that's even harder. It's easier just to to let go of everything than to try to minimize it or keep it briefer. But for this priest, he knew himself well. 
He knew that it would be very difficult for him to completely give up coffee. But at the same time, he knew that it would be a stretch for him to let go of those additional cups of coffee. And for him, it was exactly the right thing. Even though he would typically have three to four cups a day, when he reduced down to one, he was more grateful for it. He savored it. And yet he was still making a sacrifice out of love for the Lord, still in some way stretching himself for the sake of God and the growth of holiness and the pursuit of perfect charity. Now, it's important for us to know ourselves, too. I can imagine that if this particular priest, perhaps, if instead of going down to one, if he just decided to eliminate coffee altogether, there's the possibility that he would have started getting caffeine headaches. There's the possibility that he would have become a very irritable individual, in which case his penance would become the, pe- uh, the penance of everyone else around him as well. And that's something that we should try to avoid. Whatever we choose for ourselves, our own sacrifice, our own penance to help us in growth, should not become something that causes other people to suffer too. But rather, a gift that we're making to God. One that will help us in our own personal journeys. When it comes to adding something to, the, to our daily lives to help us, we could consider reading certain passages from Scripture. We could consider having additional times of prayer. If we struggle to go to Mass every weekend, we can make that part of our intention to go every Sunday. If we're already doing that and we want to be stretched, we can add perhaps one daily Mass during the season of Lent. In fact, at ICD, we're adding a 5 p.m. Wednesday Mass in the chapel during the season of Lent to give more opportunities for people to try to strengthen their relationship with the Lord. We also have numerous resources that are available. We have formed, which is perhaps something you've heard of before, but it's something that's free for all parishioners. The parish is already paying for it for you. All you would have to do is go to form.org and sign up. You can get it on your phone. There's an app. You can go through their website using your computer or an iPad. You can also get access to it with certain smart TVs. Informed is something, it's kind of like a, a library of audiobooks, of videos, of even Catholic movies. And there's children's programming on there too. And it's an opportunity for going deeper in the faith. There are many other resources too. There are booklets that have meditations to help us in our journey through Lent, to help us prepare for Easter. There's all sorts of things that are listed in the bulletin. I encourage you to look at the bulletin to see what those resources are. Word on Fire has certain Lenten reflections. Um, Informed, they have a special section just for Lent, so you can participate that way. But since Lent starts this Wednesday, it's important for us to think ahead. What are we going to do to help us in this Lenten season to have a good Lent? Because if we have a good Lent, that'll help us have a great Easter. Because we'll be expanding our hearts, we'll be stretching ourselves and preparing for the joy of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so it's important for us to be prepared. 
I know sometimes for myself, all of a sudden Lent is here and I still haven't figured out what I was going to do. And sometimes I wouldn't figure it out until a few days into Lent. And so if that's something that you notice happens for yourself, it's important to start a few days before Lent and consider what would be best to help you in your spiritual journey to grow in holiness and to be perfected in charity. Like I said, there are many opportunities. In fact, uh, there's an opportunity to sign up to do an hour of adoration once a week during the season of Lent, which is about six weeks long. So you can consider that as a possibility, going to be with our Lord in adoration. There are so many things that we can do to help us in our relationship with the Lord. Let us take a brief moment now to consider what would be best for each of us as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist.